Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today, like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to take a look at EA Games. This is the final episode of EA, and then we're going to take a look at some more video game companies to see which is the best video game company to invest in. So let's get started. Like always, I'm going to use this amazing website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to look at all these financial documents in an easy graphical manner. The first thing we're going to take a look at is revenue, cost of revenue, and gross profit. If you guys saw the last video of, of EA Games that I did before this episode, you know that this company collects something known as net bookings. And net bookings are all the sales it did this quarter. So net bookings for this quarter were $743 million compared to $749 million same time last year. So that's way different compared from, to its $1.21 billion that it reported in its 10Q report. And after, out of that 743, the rest are most likely is unearned revenue or deferred revenue that's making its way into the income statement sheet. So this company, we know that it has a flat line of net bookings, right? The rest is it's just unearned revenue, but flat net bookings is pretty flat. But we can see cost of revenue has been going down. It is lower this quarter same, compared to same time last year. So in theory, that means this company is making the same amount of sales as same time last year but it is making it at a lower cost. So that's why we can see this gross profit going on a nice, healthy uptrend. And that's a great thing to see, right? Because if we see this company continue to make more sales, cost of revenue is going to increase, but it's still going to be lower than its normality. So for that reason, Bull Solo gets the first point. Next, I want to take a look at operating income, earnings before income, net incomes, and gross profit. I want to see how they differ opposed about each other, right? Here, there's every all these are incomes after something has been deducted from it. So first, we're going to start off with gross profit and comparing it to operating income. Here, we can see right operating income is pretty similar to the peaks of gross profit, and that makes sense, right? Operating income is gross profit minus some operating expense, but we can see this looks pretty much similar to gross profit. So that means one thing: this company is maintaining the same amount of operating expenses as it normally does so again that's definitely good news this company is not going there and spending money earnings before income tax looks identical to operating income so again that's definitely a great thing and then we have net income so net income here is where we get a little tricky right net income this quarter has jumped up dramatically and that's because this company actually collected a tax benefit of almost one billion dollars we can see here they reported a $985 million tax benefit. And it's something I talked about in the last video if you guys are more are interested. But because of this, I'm not going to give a point to Bull Solo because this is not actual net income growth. This is just a tax benefit, one-time thing. It's going to also happen in quarter two, next quarter. Next, I want to take a look at the balance sheet. This is actually my favorite document to take a look at. And the first thing is total assets versus total liabilities. We can see this company has a huge amount of assets. It's $9.75 billion of assets, and it has $3.26 billion of liabilities. So that's a three to one ratio. That's definitely a healthy asset to liability ratio. We'll take a look at how that distribution is broken down later. Hopefully, this company's total assets is not 100% intangibles. That would be a horrible thing to have. 
But next, we can st start off by seeing shareholder equity has this nice positive uptrend. And this is what an investor likes to see, right? We'd like to see that this company's shareholder equity is increasing because that means that this company's assets are increasing at a faster rate than liabilities or liabilities are decreasing at a faster rate than assets, right? Shareholder equity is the difference between the two. And for that, Bull Solo gets a point, another point he's doing. Bull Solo is definitely killing the game so far, doing pretty good. Next, I told you we were going to take a look at those distributions, right? First, we'll take a look at liability distribution. So liability distribution is made up of 47% is made out of non-current debt sitting at $1 billion. So $1 billion of non-current debt. And we can see this company has not paid off this non-current debt in such a long time. It's been pretty flat for the past 8, 12 quarters. And we know why. We took a look at last episode and broke down that this non-current debt is actually just senior notes. And these senior notes, the first one is not due till 2021. And then it only has like a 3.75% interest rate, probably even lower. I know it was in the mid threes. So this company has a, a small amount of loans, $600 million, that needs to be paid off by 2021. The other 400 million is a second senior note with five point of, within a five interest rate, and it's not due till 2024. And if we take a look at this company's current asset distribution, we can see that this company has 3.5 billion of cash and cash equivalents. It also has 1.65 um, billion of current investments. So it has about five billion dollars. Five billion dollars. Of the company's total assets can be broken down into cash pretty quickly so that five billion can easily pay off the company's actually total liability distribution so that's definitely a healthy a healthy distribution in the balance right this that it's not bad for a company to have debt it is bad to have unhealthy debt and right now this company does not seem to have an unhealthy debt right one billion dollars of senior notes with low interest rates doing such a long time and the rest of this company's the um, liability distribution seems to be made up of deferred revenue. So deferred revenue is about $700 million. And this is just revenue that it has been collected, but it has not gone to the income statement sheet yet because this company has yet to fully deliver. So this is probably like pre-ordered games. It, it took in the revenue, but it hasn't delivered the games. Or it can also be pre-sale on items. It can be yearly subscription, monthly subscriptions. So all those are jumped here into this deferred revenue. Eventually, we can see it. We see it jump into income statement sheet, and that why and that is why there's a differential between revenue net bookings because the rest of it is deferred revenue. So based on the liability distribution, Bull Solo, Bull Solo gets another point. I mean, this company only has 56 million of payables, but it has about two, 320 million dollars of receivables. So payables are what it needs to pay its its suppliers, and receivables it's what it collects. So here we can see, right, 329 million. That alone can pay off payables on its own. Asset distribution, like I mentioned, right, over 50% of the company's total asset distribution of $5 billion is just current investments in cash and cash equivalents. And we can see, right, we know that those are assets that can be liquidized pretty quickly and it's more than enough to pay off the company's total liability distribution sheet. And that's, that's amazing news, right? This company definitely has a strong balance sheet. We can see cash and cash equivalents took a deep dive this quarter compared to last quarter. Last quarter was $4.7 billion. This quarter was $3.5 billion, almost a $1.2 billion drop in cash equivalents. But we can see there was an increase in current investments. Current investments 
went from $700 million to $1.6 million. So we can we most likely can estimate $900 million of that 1.2 decrease of cash and credit closes went to current investments. So this company believes it can make more money in current investments opposed to having it as cash or cash equivalents. That's definitely a great thing. Let's take those two out and see what else this company has. So we can see intangibles make up a decent amount of the company's total assets, but intangibles are something we would see in the video game sector, right? So especially with any acquisitions happening, all the characters within those acquisitions or all the video game titles within those acquisitions will count as intangibles. So it's definitely, and we can see it's not a healthy part, it's not a meaty part of the company's total assets, right? It's it's $2 billion, and we can see this company has higher assets, important assets compared to it. And just in case I haven't said, just I, I totally forgot, Bull Solo gets a point for asset distribution there as well, right? This company definitely has a strong asset and liability distribution. So Bull Solo definitely gets a point here. Next, we're going to take a look at cash flow from cash flow statement. And here, the first thing I want to take a look at is net cash flow from operations. This is money this company collects from its everyday use, right? So normally you want this to be positive, And right now it, it is positive. But one thing to note, quarter one and quarter two seem to be the weakest net cash flow from operations for this company. And that does seem to be the case. Again, right, net cash flow this quarter was pretty much on par with how it is previous quarters. Right now it's at 158 million. Last quarter was last quarter, same year was 120. And the year before that was 176. So we're right between that that middle range. Quarter two does seem to be on average a very low flat line net cash flow from operations or even negative. And that makes sense, right? If you think about it, next quarter is when the company starts to prep up for holiday sales or for, for Black Friday. So this company is probably trying to over to create heavy inventories, trying to create big sales, and it's trying to uh, just let the world know that what games and what video games are going to be in sale during the holiday. So we'll obviously see that prepping take a hit on the cash flow from operations. So if next quarter we see a negative net cash flow from operations, it's definitely not a bad thing to take a look at. Next, but because it, it, it is on this normal, there's nothing crazy going on. Neither Bull Solo or Darth Bear get a point. Next, we're going to take a look at net cash flow from financing. This is positive if the company is taking out loans or is selling shares. It is negative if this company is paying off loans or is buying back shares. And we can see this company is at a negative $385 million of financing. And we can see a huge portion, negative $302 million came from buyback of shares. So this that's definitely great things for shareholder. So Bull Solo here gets another point. The other are probably just non-current debts that this company is, has paid off. It can be leases on real estate and other non-current debt. So next, I want to take a look at net cash flow from operations and take a look at it and compare it to revenue. In theory, these two lines should have a similar pattern. In previous quarters, it has. But one thing I definitely see here is revenue has shifted from the pattern it normally looks right and normally has a more visible type wave where right now it does not have that wave for the past four quarters. So that's definitely something for investors to take a look at and understand what's happening there. Is there a way that this company is collecting its revenue differently to how it normally did? Um, because look, net cash flow from operations still maintains that same wave. So that's definitely something to take a look at. And for the uncertainty right now, Darth Bear gets a point, right? This is something 
that you don't want to see. You don't want to see manipulation happening in revenue. And this is usually the case when something like this happening. So one has to take a look deeper within the 10K report to see if there was a shift on how revenue has been accounted for. Next, I want to take a look at earnings per basic share and net cash flow from operations based on, on per share. So again, this normally has the same outlook that it had when we took a look at revenue and net cash flow from operations. But look at earnings these past few quarters has been different compared to its normality. So again, it, it goes with the revenue. We have to take a look at what's happening here. Obviously, this quarter has had a big jump, but that is because of the tax benefit it collected. Next, we'll take a look at receivables and compare it to revenue. Accounts receivables are only about 5 6% of the company's total sales. So that's definitely a low amount. And we can see right there's it total accounts receivables seems to be within that same trend we see all the time. And it does it's not peaking up high, and that's a great thing, right? You don't want receivables to be such a huge percentage of the company's total sales, so that's a great thing to see. Next, we'll take a look at payables and compare it to total sales. And we can see accounts payable is decreasing. It is the, we can see this downtrend happening in accounts payable when we compare it to total sales. But the main thing is accounts payable has maintained a constant rate, right? It is around its its current, its normal pace. It's just that revenue is continually growing. So obviously that weight between the two is decreasing. And before we take a look at metrics in the final sheet, we'll take a look at day sales outstanding. So this is how long it takes the company to collect its its money from its cash from its sales. And normally it's between 40 to 30 days. Right now it's sitting at about 45 days. So it's a little bit higher than it's normal. But we can see this little uptrend going on. That's something I'm not a huge fan of. But at the moment it has not jumped such a huge gap to really be considered a point for Darth Bear. But it's something investors should also keep an eye out, right? This company should not be taking longer to collect its sales, right? You don't want a company taking forever to collect its cash from its products. Finally, we made it to the metric sheets, the last sheet I want to take a look at. And here, the first thing we're going to take a look at is current ratio. The current ratio here is current assets divided by current liabilities. So you want assets to be higher. So you want the ratio above one. And that's the case, right? Current ratio right now is sitting at 3.5. It actually has a healthy uptrend. So 3.5 current current ratio is really good. It means the company has 3.5 times more current assets than liabilities. So this company has more than enough to be able to pay off any of its current liabilities. So for that point, Bull Solo gets another point. Next, we're going to take a look at debt to equity ratio. And this is the opposite, right? So that's debt divided by total shareholder equity. Here, you want shareholder equity to be higher. So if that's the case, you want this ratio to be lower than one. If the ratio is decreasing, which is, it means two things. And both things are good. It means debt is going down or shareholder equity is going up. And either of that case, is a, it's definitely a great thing to know. And as we can see, the company's total debt is pretty flatlined. So this company's equity is just growing. And for that reason, Bull Solo gets another point at a 0.5 debt to equity ratio. Next, we'll take a look at profit margins. Profit margins, remember, this company took a huge tax benefit this quarter. So we're going to see profit margins being pretty high. Unfortunately, we know this profit margin is a lie. So Bull Solo doesn't get a point. And next quarter, we're going to see another huge profit margins because this company is collecting another tax benefit. 
But now if we take a gross margins, we'll take a look that everything is pretty much the same, right? It, it is still following the same amount. Gross margins this quarter was 84.5 compared to the same time last year was 81.1. So not a huge growth. And we can see, right, it does seem to have a little uptrend going on, but not enough to break out of its current trend. So for that reason, bull solo does not get a point. And the final thing is price to earning ratio. One thing we can see is this company's P.E. ratio jumps somewhere between 20 to 30 P.E. ratio, sometimes as high as 40. But if you guys took a look at the last episode, at the end, I gave this company a P.E. ratio of somewhere between 18 or 22.5, which is what I would feel comfortable based on the history of the P.E. ratio here and based on the forward P.E. ratio that I've looked at for other video game companies, which is somewhere between 20 to 30 percent. So 18 to 22 was a healthy number for me. So that means I would give, I would buy this share, this company anywhere below, anywhere around $92, and I would sell off at around $115 at, at the moment, right? Based on the current numbers. If we if we see better, better outlook, this company might have a sell point at a higher price. But right now, it definitely seems like a good investment. Unfortunately, at the moment, I want to take a look at which is the best video game company to take a look at. So first, we took a look at EA Games, and one of the great things is that healthy balance sheet. Next, we'll take a look at TTWO, but I'm telling you, EA Games looks really good for me right now. I want to definitely take a look at how the other two look at before making my decision. But TTWO is, um, um, EA Games is definitely a pretty healthy. Look at that current ratio. Look at that debt to equity ratio. That only means one thing, that this company has a strong balance sheet. So take care, guys. Have a good night. And hopefully tomorrow I have that first TTWO episode listed. I already collected all the information for you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Take care. Have a good night. And see you next time.